You are listening to episode 45 of the Remind Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. Today, we are going to tackle the topic of burnout. I know many of us are struggling, and I'm here with some real solutions to help. I'm hopeful that you will walk away with some new information and I invite you to share this episode with other friends who are struggling and perhaps even the administrators of your organization or your hospital so they too can hear that there are real solutions to this big problem of burnout. Before I dive in, I want to invite you, all of my listeners, to be a part of something. I am going to be starting a small group for physician women starting in mid-January. It's coming up soon, ladies, and you're definitely going to want to be a part of it. It's going to be a small group where we tackle all things burnout. We will work to get our notes done. We will work to learn to have appropriate boundaries and learn how to say no without guilt. We will work on that elusive work-life balance that so many of us are striving for. But more than anything, when you come and join this group, you will be in a community of other physicians and you will gain the peace and the calm that you're looking for. You will renew your fulfillment in medicine. You will remember why you went into medicine in the first place. So I invite you to come and be a part of this group. Space is limited, so I suggest that you email me today to save your seat. You can email me at michelle, that's 2lmichelle.chestovich, C-H-E-S-T-O-V-I-C-H, at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you and see all the wonderful things that we're going to create. Okay, back to the topic of the day, how we need a real solution for burnout. For about the last 10 years in medicine, burnout has become a hot topic, and I, as I've shared before, have had my ins and outs of burnout, and I've tried so many different things. I've gone to conferences, I've read books, I've gotten more sleep, I've gotten more exercise, I've done all the things, and I've still struggled. And what I want to say today is that there are real solutions, and we need to stop talking about burnout as a problem and do something about it. I had the wonderful fortune of recently speaking to a group of hospitalists, and they were telling me how much they were struggling. And in fact, the hospital was looking at metrics to see how many of their physicians were burnt out. And it was the standard. I believe we all landed about 46 to 50% burnt out. But what was interesting in this hospital group was that the women were much more likely to be burnt out. And in talking with fellow coaching colleagues, we've come to realize that not only do we have the same struggles at work as our male counterparts, but we also have a lot of pressure from home. Even when we have 
wonderful partners at home, there's still a lion's share of the work and the mental load that is done by the women. So it's no wonder that we're more burnt out. We take these societal pressures and we go all in, 110% on everything. It's absolutely no wonder. And in speaking to like, why does burnout happen? Um, number one, the pathophysiology is when we give more away and our tank is running below empty, it's no wonder that we become burnout. We are at high risk for burnout as a group of women who are very much high achievers. We also have very high stress jobs and deal with trauma on the regular. Many of us are very self-critical. We used these skills of self-criticism to improve ourselves over the years. I used to joke that if I got a 96%, that wasn't good enough, so I studied a little harder so I could do even better the next time. Some of those traits did help us achieve the uh, goal of going to medical school and making it through our training, but now it just adds fuel to our already stressful lives, right? Also, our training trains us to keep working when we're tired, when we're exhausted. In this group of women I discussed with us, you know, raise your hand here if you took time to, you know, use the restroom today or took time to drink when you were thirsty. We learn not only to ignore the physical things going on in our body, but we learn to ignore being tired. We're trained to work when we're tired. And when we become depleted, and our human basic needs aren't being met, enough sleep, enough rest, of course it leads to burnout. I'm not gonna go into all the statistics because I know you've heard it all before. I am gonna talk about what are some of the complications of burnout. Again, I'm sure you've heard these things, but I think it's really important to amplify why it's so important. Number one, people are leaving medicine. 40% of women in their first six years of practice either go part-time or leave medicine. Why is this a problem? Well, women are awesome, right? And studies show that we have better outcomes. We have reduced readmission rates. We have better quality outcomes on our patients. Plus, I just think it's good to have women represented in the field of medicine. And so it's not a problem if somebody wants to go part-time, and it's not a problem if someone wants to leave medicine and do something differently. But it is a problem if people are leaving because they're burnt out. And of course, when you're feeling depleted and exhausted, that increases our risk for depression and anxiety. The next thing that can happen is relationships can be affected. When we're feeling absolutely spent, we're often more irritable, and this can cause conflicts in our relationships, and there can be an increased rate of divorce. Of course, many people turn to other substances to try to self-medicate and feel better. So there can be a rise in alcohol and drug abuse when someone is suffering from burnout. The ultimate complication of burnout is suicide. If you've been listening for a while, you've known that I lost my dear younger sister, Dr. Gretchen Wenner Butler, this past spring due to suicide. We lose 400 docs or so per year in the U.S. That's nearly two med school classes. This is something that is often due to burnout. Now, of course, it's not the only thing, but it's often a contributing factor. So I think it behooves not only us as individuals, but for organizations to take 
burnout a bit more seriously than it's been taken in the past. As I've mentioned before, it's time to do something about it. The last time I spoke with my younger sister Gretchen was three days before she died. It is the first time I heard her use the word burnout. In episode 11, I speak to how I think exhaustion contributed to her death, but I also think the stress and struggle of work and the trauma that she was seeing at a level one trauma center as a radiologist definitely weighed heavy on her and she was burnt out. Again, it was the first time I ever heard her mention it. I said, of course, sweetie, there's things you can do about it. I didn't see it as a big red flag, but I think we all need to see it as a red flag, right? When we go to work day after day with compassion fatigue, with exhaustion, with depersonalization, if we don't do something to fix it, something catastrophic can happen. So again, today I want people to realize that we need to stop just talking about it and do something. I know many organizations are trying. They're doing new initiatives. They are getting groups of people that have new ideas to try to help support the physicians and the nurses and others in the hospital who are really burnt out. But I wanna say that we have to turn up the dial. And do you know what we don't need? More resiliency. I remember years ago when I was feeling really burnt out, I went to a talk and I was given a book on resiliency. I wanted to throw the book back in their face and scream. I thought to myself, I've gone to medical school. I've run marathons. I've pushed four babies out of me, for goodness sakes. Don't tell me that I need to be more resilient. I think this is still commonplace, and I almost describe it as victim shaming. We docs work so hard. We do such great work to take care of our patients, and we're struggling, and we raise our hand and say, hey, I need help. And what happens? We're told that we need to be more resilient? I don't think so. Don't accept it for one moment. Everyone in medicine is the most resilient. There's no way that you would have gotten through your training without being extremely resilient. So I don't think that's the solution. Offering pizza parties once a month is also not the solution. Now, don't get me wrong. Everyone loves a free lunch, and yet it isn't the solution to burnout. Saying, hey, yeah, we've got this free yoga class, come attendant. Again, that's all fine and good, but that doesn't solve the problem. We need real systemic change in medicine. It is absolutely unacceptable for an organization to say, hey, Call this number if you need help. So yes, I think we need real systemic change. I think work hour restrictions should be looked at. I think that we need better support with our EMR. Many people are spending 4 to 20 hours outside of work every week. No wonder we're exhausted. So yes, the culture of medicine needs to change. But I also think we really need to start supporting us and our mental health as the humans that we are. We deal with trauma on the regular. We see people die in front of us. We tell people bad news. What kind of support do we get? Most often, nothing. Some hospitals have instituted a debriefing team, but I'm telling you that that's not enough. I would love to see a world where there is real and regular support involved. JAMA, 2019, August. 
internal medicine, studies showed that coaching improved life satisfaction, work satisfaction, and decreased burnout. Just 3.5 hours with a patient-led discussion and coaching with a certified coach improved things. Why are we not doing this everywhere? It's one simple solution, a real solution. When you get coached, you learn tools and you learn how to set boundaries. You learn to stand up for yourself as a human being. You help to see how our brain was trained to be the do-gooders and to do more always. And it's detrimental to our health and perhaps to our lives. So that's one thing that I think is a real solution. Coaching, that is a part of your benefits package. Welcome to XYZ organization. Here's your badge. Here's your parking card. And here's your coach or your therapist who you'll be meeting with every Tuesday at 9 a.m. I don't know the exact answer if that's how it's going to work, but I'm telling you we have to try something. And there are organizations across the nation who are doing this. The Cleveland Clinic recently instituted a coaching program for everybody. And they are not only seeing the benefit in their physicians, they as an organization are saving millions of dollars. Because when you retain physicians, when you help physicians remain healthy, they remain loyal and they remain on your workforce. So it is a benefit not only for the physicians, but for the organizations as well. And I hope more and more organizations across the country start to stand up and say, yes, we want to be a part of the solution. We want to be a part of the real solution for burnout. And we are going to try new things in order to affect change. I do believe that change is on the horizon. I am choosing to think that 2022 will be the year that hospitals and clinics and organizations start to see that not only is medicine hard, but this pandemic has played an enormous toll on all of us. And in the meanwhile, I encourage all of you to band together with other physicians and say, what do we need? What can I do today to make my life a little bit easier? And I know it's not easy. I know we've been trained to always say yes, to always do more. But I think that it is time for us to actually ask ourselves, what do I need? And if you're not even sure where to begin, and you're not sure how to get the support that you need, please reach out to me. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I am starting a group for exactly this, to help support physician women while we are on this journey of motherhood and medicine. And in community, you will gain tools and you will feel better. So please consider joining me and a small group of other physician women who are ready to take the step to feel better in 2022. Again, it's a small group, so please grab your seat today by emailing me at michelle.chestovich at gmail.com. I can't wait to meet you and help you start feeling better. And until next week, my friends, peace and love to you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. 
I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mommadoclifecoach.com.